A good day and welcome to episode 30 of the Omer Gaming Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Manny, and as always, I'm here with Matt, Steve, and we have a special guest here today, Rick. Welcome to the podcast, man. Thanks for being here. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. We're, we're excited you're here. What we usually do to start is go around and... and Ask everybody how they're doing. Uh, Matt, how are you doing? How's your, how's your, what, what day is it? Wednesday? How's your Wednesday going? It's a Wednesday. It's going well. I had delicious Greek food for lunch from that place that you had also gone to in Financial I... District of Manhattan. What? I've never been to a Greek place in Manhattan. Yeah, 11 Hanover. Oh, yeah. That place is fancy. I know, so fancy, just like me. And it's my birthday tomorrow. That's true. By the oh, time this birthday. podcast comes out, you'll be. Oh, thanks. 43 that's crazy yep amazing you don't look a day over 37 and so. my voice <laughs> is so sultry he's actually gonna, what are you uh, 27 right oh don't tell people that oh okay <laughs> steve how are you doing i'm doing very well this is actually my friday i have the next couple of days off all right all right memorial steve. day weekend okay and all uh right. you know Detroit Become Human is coming out by the time people listen to this it'll be out and let me tell you future me loves the game and if i don't <laughs> manny edit it so i say future me is kind of so so on the game and then so, give me one where you don't like it at all mm-hmm. okay and then future me really fucking hates this game awesome there cool. we go. we'll use one of those three let's say future proof yourself right there uh rick what's going on tell tell us how you're doing but also tell us who you are what you do mm. go ahead and, and and plug all of your shit introduce yourself <laughs> yeah sure thing thanks uh First of all, thanks for having me again. Um, I'm doing great. Today's been a good day so far. I'm having a good week. I'm done with school, as I'm sure if you follow me on any social media, you know about. I just graduated. Yes. Uh, so Congratulations. Now, thank you. I can focus full-time on my career and such and being a cool guy. Uh, speaking of being a cool guy, you can follow me on Twitter, at DeliciousRick. That's where I mostly operate. That's where you can see all of my funny jokes. He's got good <laughs> jokes. Can confirm. Yeah. Funny jokes. <laughs> Decent jokes. Nice. Well, uh, dude, we're happy to have you. So we met Rick at PAX on, I think, the second night at the uh, What's Good Games um, meetup. Yeah. Uh, that yeah. was at the Whiskey Priest. We all we all went to the Whiskey Priest and got a little buzz, and it was a good time. That was, was a really great good time. time. Yeah. yeah, that was like... Yeah, really, it was great. <laughs> so I had such a good time. Yeah, next time. Are, are you thinking of going to, to PAX West? Uh, God, probably not. That's, that's really okay. far away. <laughs> yeah, Manny, what a dumb question. That was a stupid question, and I'm a <laughs> stupid person for asking. <laughs> no, 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 you shouldn't, because I have long considered uh, traveling out to a convention, whether it be PAX or E3 or any of those big ones. I go to as many for as sure. I can uh, locally. Uh, PAX is probably pretty much as far as I can go right now. Um, yeah, but, yeah, no, I'd love to go to more. Yeah, we're th- we're thinking of of going to West. I've I've always wanted to check Seattle out. So, and we have some we have some friends over there over at Sasquatch Armada, who we miss dearly. We we do. I miss know. Them. Yeah, no. Caleb just actually moved to Seattle. He's very busy, um, and work is picking up, from what I understand. And Brian's doing some traveling as well. So, we'll hopefully link up with them again soon. So for this episode, we are going to kick it off with a little session of Past the Sticks where we go around and talk about the games that we've been playing recently, which is always fun. And I feel like we have some good updates because we haven't done it for a while. Uh, And then the topic of today's podcast is E3 predictions. So we're only a few weeks away. Some exciting developments, even within the last 24 hours, have occurred. So we're excited to talk about them. Uh, We're going to talk about some of the things that we're sort of anticipating and uh, developments that we've already seen sort of start to take shape. And then we're going to talk about some pipe dreams that we would love to see, but are maybe a little bit unlikely. 
And then after that, we're going to do patch notes where we update you on the gaming news that broke since last we spoke. And then we're going to have our community highlight before we end the show. But before we get to any of that, you know what comes next. we got to keep the house. First up on housekeeping, please follow us on social media. We are at Ombra underscore gaming on Twitter and at Ombra gaming on Instagram. We have amazing tweets and even better pictures, so follow us on those platforms. Oh, those are the two reasons I follow people on Instagram and Twitter. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Top two reasons. <laughs> yeah. Also, do yourself a favor and follow at Delicious Rick because he's got great jokes. Yeah, spelled exactly as it sounds. Thanks. Exactly how I pronounced it. Yep. Delicious Rick. D- that's exactly how you do it. Delicious Rick. Also, we have an amazing Discord server that you should all join, and you can find the invite to that Discord server on our Twitter bio. So go ahead and check it out. Join our awesome community of Discord supporters. They're great. We talk about games all day and into the wee hours of the nighttime. And you can also learn about Norway. You can also learn about Norway because we have an international representation in our Discord server. So check us out there. Join the party and have a good time. We also are on Twitch. You can find us on twitch.tv slash ombra underscore gaming where we stream pretty much every single day of the week, all sorts of games on all sorts of platforms, and we have a good time. So join us there. We would love to game with you. Rick, are you on Twitch? Do you stream these days? I used to. Not so much anymore. I want to kick it into gear and try maybe not necessarily Twitch. There's a couple other streaming platforms I'm really interested in. So something like that might be uh, in my pocket down the road. All right. Well, keep an eye out for Rick on all these wild new streaming platforms he's talking about. Over <laughs> it's here. like the wild west of the internet, man. Last up on housekeeping, as always, this episode is brought to you by Insert Coin Clothing, where you can look good and game great. If you haven't checked out Insert Coin Clothing, I highly recommend it because they have rad gamer clothes that you can wear <laughs> and look good in. And isn't that the dream? Head over to insertcoinclothing.com and put some rad gaming clothes in your basket. And when you go to check out, use the code OMBRA18IC for an exclusive 15% off deal on your next purchase. But I have to inform you that that code does not work for items that are already on sale or items that have been sautéed with onions, maybe peppers, maybe some hot sauce, laid in a large flour tortilla sprinkled with cheese and sold to you. I would think Uh, that the shirt would be the tortilla. That's true. You could probably make a good burrito out of a shirt. Uh, what I'm trying to say is that code does not work for bundled items. We've been on, we've been on this long joke <laughs> is, is about Is that what you were bun- getting at? <laughs> I yeah. I wasn't really sure. That it's a burrito. Bundled items could also be called burritoed items. And then we just started saying that the code doesn't apply to items that are on sale or burritos. And it's been a whole thing. I see. We were okay. given no instruction or like no actual copy with the sponsorship. Anyway, it's all a facade. So now that the house is all nice and clean... Folks, let's get on with the show. So we're going to do a little bit of Pass the Sticks where we go around the group and talk about the games that we've been playing recently. And I also have to inform you that Steve has actually just lost power. So uh, he's out for now. Hopefully he'll get back soon, but let's just keep the train moving. Rick, what have you been playing lately? So I recently actually just got back into The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt after years of like, because I beat it way back in like 2015. And then I've been meaning to go back to it for years. And I finally did. And then I went up, went and picked up Yakuza Zero. So then I stopped playing Witcher and I started playing Yakuza Zero. Oh yeah, I saw on Twitter that you recently started playing that. As of like an hour or two ago, you were saying you were loving it. Yeah, it's. Well, I mean, it's freaking. The music is awesome. That's like that's my favorite part so far. It's just how rocking the soundtrack is. Very Japanese eighties. That's awesome. And uh, yeah, so I'm excited to kind of uh, dive into that world because I under- from what I understand, there's what 20, 30, 40 games in that series. So I've I've always been like peripherally intrigued by that series because it kind of seems like 
Japanese anime esque GTA almost right. mixed with like true like a true crime kind of sense. I don't know. It seems like a good time, but it's also like kind of intimidating because I've never played anything. Mm-hmm. No, I'm the same way. I, that's why I picked up two of them. I picked up Yakuza Zero, which is the first game chronologically, like in the narrative, and then Yakuza Kiwami, I think it's called, which is a remake of the first game. Okay, got it, yeah. got it. Okay. Any uh, what else? Anything else you've been having fun with? Oh, uh, jeez, no, that's pretty much all I can think of at the moment. Oh, I mean, obviously, I play Minecraft all the time, but that's because I'm a I'm like a little fourteen year old boy. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Nothing wrong with Minecraft. We won't Minecraft shame you. Here. Thank you, I appreciate that. Isn't it like the first or second best selling game of all time, or something? Second like? best selling game of all time. It's second only to Tetris. Holy yeah. shit interesting although i guess not surprising and you started and, and you see so you came back to the witcher correct i did um did you start over or were you playing like blood of wine i just started a new game pretty much oh yeah. okay cool but i still really want even though i'm starting a whole new franchise of games and i'm gonna put like a thousand hours into it oh hey steve's back i uh steve is back <laughs> i still really do want to go back to witcher nice i never touched the witcher uh but i would i would like to get into it at some point so it looks like Steve just got back. It looks like he's using, what are you using, a mobile hotspot Mobile hotspot right hot for the win. Uh, plugged it into the laptop. So my laptop is simultaneously charging the phone. So I'm just really dark. <laughs> it's really just technology for the win, baby. Let's rock. Uh, so Rick, who would you like to pass the sticks to? I want to talk to Steve. I want to know what Steve is all about. Steve, talk to us. I'm over Steve. Well, Jesus. Matt is over you. Win his love back. Guy has one birthday, and that's like, that's it. There's no, there's just no talking to him after that. He's too good for us. Yeah, he's just too cool for school. Um, I finished up Golf Story, so I beat the uh, the story in Golf Story. Um, it was really entertaining. I thought some of the characters were, were kind of a pain in the ass. Like, the coach, he's kind of annoying throughout the entire the game. The coach is a complete failure. He's just like a washed-up golf boy. <laughs> washed-up golf boy. <laughs> then he becomes a washed up golf man you get to a certain point where you have to like play with the the screw old men and they they do pairs and the old man insists on driving every time so i i i don't hit him far but i hit him i hit him nice and straight when i gotta and so you're just playing these awful drives for an entire round of golf and it's very frustrating but otherwise it was a lot of fun I've also been playing Sonic Mania on Switch, and I've been enjoying that. It has a nice, um, it has a nice retro feel to it, while also giving it a modern spin, which is cool. Like they kind of redesigned some of the levels from like Sonic Two, which is fun. Um, you get to play as either Sonic, Tails, or Knuckles. Right now, I've only been playing as Sonic, but I will definitely play as Knuckles, and I will not fucking play as Tails. Uh, <laughs> we've talked about my dislike for Tails multiple times. I love Tails. You guys suck. <laughs> God damn it. Why do you like Tails? <laughs> He's a fox that can fly. He's so cute. Um, and then by the time people listen to this, I'll be playing Detroit, but we'll talk more about that on future episodes. And last night and today, you and I have been dabbling in H1Z1, Manny, on PS4. Yes, this is true. Got a little bit of jank, but it's an, it's an enjoyable time. We have a good squad of people, so it's been fun. Is that yeah. a battle royale? It is indeed a battle royale. Yeah, it's 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 uh it's one of the originals. It's one of like the OG battle royales. Help help sort of shape the genre. But yeah, it sounds lame. Yesterday, the open open beta, <laughs> open beta uh, is on PS4 now, so we gave it a shot yesterday, and uh, it's interesting. I'll talk I'll talk a little bit more about it in my uh, pass the sticks piece. But before we get to that, Steve, who do you want to pass the sticks to? I am going to pass the sticks to the birthday boy. So happy birthday! Here's your present. Well, I've been playing 
Overwatch. Oh, what? Tell us about that new game. Is it new? Well, there's the there? second anniversary, which is actually nuts. That's true. Has that game been out for two years? Apparently, <laughs> sure has. Wow, that's incredible. Um, all of the events are available in arcade mode, one per day, which is kind of cool. Uh, that you can relive those. And there's some pretty. Uh, well, now you have a chance to get skins that you've missed as well. It's the first time that you can go back and get previous skins. I opened my legendary loot box, and I'm, as everyone knows, a huge fan of loot boxes in general. And I got the Anna Halloween skin, which is one I wanted, which is great. And I got the Junkrat Pirate skin, which is also one I wanted. Oh, that's actually pretty good. Yeah, so it was a good loot box as far as loot boxes go. Tell us more about loot boxes. Do you want to? I'll talk for another 45 minutes. <laughs> to be completely honest, you're the first person I've heard defend loot boxes in a very long time. <laughs> yeah, so the, you might not be picking up on the bit. Matt hates loot boxes. Oh, I see. Okay, so no, I didn't. Yeah. I did not pick up on the bit. That I was all that. sarcasm. Yeah. He has spent many a podcast minute shitting on loot boxes. I will say though, what you did detect is that of all the loot boxes out there, Overwatches are is the best model if you're gonna go down the model of loot boxes. Yeah, I see. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Which is an earnest statement. I, I spent a long time thinking about how I would say that too, because like if you were being serious, I didn't want to like offend you. I, I didn't want to be like you're everything that's wrong with the video game industry. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> Uh, and then what is that hand game, Manny? Uh, hand Simulator? Is it called Hand Simulator? <laughs> it's called Hand I Simulator. I played one round of Hand Simulator with Matto two nights ago. I think we played maybe for like an hour and a half. And we played one game mode called Jenga. And you just so you sit in a living room with a wooden table in the middle and a, and a stack of Jenga blocks. And, and what you're supposed to do is like actually play Jenga with other people. But this other guy joined and we were all in voice chat. And he either was Korean or pretending to be Korean, but he knew Korean, the language. Well, well, did could you can you confirm that he actually knew Korean? Well, he told us about Korean things that we looked up on the internet <laughs> while we were talking to him. And confirmed, and we verified those were in fact Korean things. It was just a very interesting experience, um, but also hilarious. He taught us. Well, hopefully, he taught us actual Korean words, and I don't know, but. He told us about some musical groups. That was fun. The game is hilarious, and it's two dollars. So, uh, and that's all I've been. I haven't. I haven't. I don't think I've played anything else. Uh, you're missing a huge one. We have been adventuring in the forest, but I guess that's not important to you now, is it? Well, I'll pass the sticks to you, Manny, because I didn't want to steal your thunder. So, okay, that's fair. But you're also like, I haven't really been playing much else. <laughs> because um, being in the forest was more an experience and less playing uh, a game. Okay. Uh, thank you for the sticks, Matt. I have been playing the forest with you and and Richard and other Matt. Uh, and Christine, and we've been having a blast, and, and Brian sometimes. Uh, so, Rick, The Forest is a game. It's called The Forest. Right. I, I, I realize that now. For some reason, like, I didn't make the connection that you were literally talking about the game called The Forest and not, like, an actual forest. <laughs> we play in real forests, too. <laughs> well, I was like, that's rad. Like, I want to go. <laughs> yeah, so we've been playing The Forest, which is awesome. I forget how I saw it i think i saw it on a stream or something um but it was it's essentially like you're in a plane and the plane crashes on a forest on a uh, in a forest on an island and your son presumably uh whose name is timmy was like taken by the locals of that island and it's like super creepy it's like a survival 
horror crafting type game and you need to like explore all these caves and piece together all these wild pieces of lore and it's awesome and it's very fun last time i saw that game was probably like i don't know 2016 and it was kind of rough back then because it's been around for a while yeah but i i haven't seen it recently but um yeah, I've heard uh, pretty much what you said a lot, that it's it's a lot better than it was back then. It's a lot creepier, too. Yeah, it's incredibly creepy. And it's I, I also have heard the same thing, that it's sort of come back leaps and bounds from what it was um, when it first launched. But yeah, there was like maybe two days where I must have played like maybe like six hours each night. And I built this like massive fort and I like put all these defenses. And then like when finally when like Matt joined me after having played earlier, he's like, what the fuck? Like you <laughs> built all this in the last two days. Like what are you, you're so lonely. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm very lonely. <laughs> so I've been playing that. Um, I've also, like Steve mentioned, we started playing H1Z1, which is really interesting. Um, it's fun. Minus the fact that like, you know, load times are horrible because the servers are overloaded and uh, people are very good at battle royale games and we are not. Um, but we were playing yesterday and we got, I, th- I want to say we placed our team correction. It was pretty much all thanks to Magnum. He survived the longest. And I want to say we placed second. We did. Maybe third. We did. No, it was second. Was it second. Yeah. We lost the, yeah. he lost the shootout around the trees. So you yeah. were hard carried. Well, also part of the reason was that Steve couldn't move. Yeah. At in all. my defense, my, this happened twice where it just would not let me turn or use any of the face buttons. So like I couldn't pick anything up. I couldn't open doors. I couldn't shoot. I could just move forward and backwards and strafe side to side with the left stick. It was terrible. He basically had all the mobility of the rook in chess. That's basically it. But yeah, no, we did pretty well. I think I was like the, I died. So it was just me, Tambo and Magnum left. And then it went, I died, Tambo died, Magnum died, but it was a good round. Um, And it's fun. Once you're in the game, it's fine. I mean, there is jank, but that, you know, that's expected. Um, I also started playing rainbow six siege, which I don't regret. It's a fun game. It's just so hard. And the player base has been around and they're very matured and they know what they're doing. And the whole game is like based on on map knowledge and I have none. Uh, so constantly getting wrecked is pretty frustrating. Yeah, it's it seems like one of those games that has kind of a bit of a steep learning curve just based on its community. Yeah, exactly. Like everybody, like call outs are a huge part of that game. Um, and if you don't know what direction things are, you can't, you're not good at call outs. You can't do it very well. And so people are like, North Stairs coming, coming in the round room, uh, uh, Southwest Door coming in through the window. And I'm like, what direction is the round room? <laughs> I'm looking at a square room. I don't know where the round room is. Um, and so, and like, I, I play a lot of Ghost Recon Wildlands, which is similar, but map knowledge is easier to sort of gain because it's big and open and you're in the jungles or you're in a village or whatever, right? But it's fun. I love Ubisoft and, and I will play most of their games. I've also been playing For Honor, which is another Ubisoft game, which I love. Um, you're a Ubi boy. I realize that. I have a lot of Ubisoft games. Um, and I also realize that Ubisoft is short for Ubiquitous Software. So it's actually pronounced Ubisoft. That's actually what it means? Ubiquitous software? I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah, I just learned that uh, the other day. I, <laughs> I played For Honor when it first came out, and it was fun, and then I deleted it to make room for other shit, and then I missed it a lot. And so I got it again, and it's very fun to play again. They've added a new uh, tournament mode, which is cool. Um, yeah, it's great. I've been experimenting with with new you know fighting styles and characters. It's a whole bunch of good times. Um, and that's about it. And some Overwatch here and there. But otherwise, that is about it. Playing a lot of games. And yeah, I don't know. Detroit is coming out. I'm excited for that. I'll get into that as well. 
Um, so that was Pass the Sticks. Looks like we all been pretty busy playing video games. But we may be a little bit busier in the next couple months because E3 is just around the corner and some exciting things may be coming. Uh, so let's talk about E3 because that's the topic of today's podcast. So the way we're going to structure it, like I mentioned, we're going to talk about some things that are already announced and sort of developing or maybe there's some rumors swirling around it. Um, and we're going to talk about some things that we kind of already expect. And then we're going to talk about a pipe dream or two that, that we would love to see, but maybe a little bit unlikely but it would just be a, a home run if it happened. Um, so yeah, E3 is what, June 9th? 12th through 14th. It's in June. It's less than a month away, and it, uh, that's very exciting. Do you know why so, it's called a pipe dream? Because when you get high or something, right? Yeah, drugs. referring to a dream experience when smoking an opium pipe. Oh, I had no idea about that either. Boy, yeah. I'm learning a lot today. <laughs> So much. the educational podcast yeah there's a group of guys and, and they were like smoking opium and they were like let's come up with a company called ubiquitous software <laughs> there we go <laughs> you know? it'll never take off <laughs> yeah <laughs> anyway so let's talk about e3 who would like to go first so i have a list of things so when it comes to what i want to see at e3 and what i expect to see at e3 what i want to see is like it's like a freaking five ten page essay Whereas what I expect yeah. to see is probably like a paragraph. So let's start with your expected things. Like what do you, what what have you heard that is already in motion and, and that you're sort of expecting to see from things that were like sort of already announced or, or alluded to? Right. Well, actually, as we're recording this, uh, just a few hours ago, the Battlefield Five uh, cinematic trailer came out, which obviously isn't gameplay, but I see it being touted as gameplay, which is weird to me because it's very not like just, just looking at it, you can tell it's not. But yeah, no, I'm expecting, I don't think we'll see gameplay at E3, obviously, because we're not seeing any in that trailer. So we'll probably see, I don't know, more, more at least a little bit more on it, at least probably more information about how the game works and all that. They, they did announce during the reveal event that they're going to have um, multiplayer stations so you can play multiplayer at EA Play um, around E3. Oh, oh wow, nice. So you'll actually be able to, if you're there, you'll be able to actually play some of the multiplayer. I mean, speaking of, I mean, speaking of multiplayer stations, I... I'm very excited to see what Nintendo has in store for Smash Bros. Because apparently that's going to be playable at E3 as well. Which they ha- they've they been holding out. They haven't shown anything on that. So I'm, I'm real excited. I'm, I'm mostly interested to see how they're going to shake things up and or keep them the same with that game. Because this is, will be the fifth Smash, I think, Smith, Smash Bros. in a row that is pretty much, you know, fundamentally the same game. So I wonder how they're going to, you know, really... If, they're, if they want to mix it up at all, especially considering with the Switch, that's kind of been their motto. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's like, I forget what episode we talked about it on, I, like when the trailer first dropped way back um, at that Nintendo Direct, but it's essentially like this cry from Smash fans where it's like, give us something that's what we love, but also different and have give us exciting new characters, but also keep it the same and no tripping, but also tripping, you know? So <laughs> um, it's like, there's no pleasing us yeah <laughs> you know? seriously cool so what is something that you're like pipe dream pretty unlikely but would be really excited about uh national treasure 3 starring nicholas cage revealed by sony <laughs> nicholas cage on stage uh yeah giving the announcement <laughs> yeah yeah i would be re- really excited about that not gonna lie but anyway i like an actual game i'm excited to see this is this is pretty obscure but a little series called disaster report the fourth one is in development after a long and tumultuous history in development hell. Um, and it's coming out for the PS4, and I'm really excited. I hope that gets shown at E3, but that, like, there's like a 1% chance that'll be shown. Who's it? Who is it? I've never even heard of this. Who's this developed by? I 
forgot the name of the developer. That shows how much nice. I love that franchise. <laughs> I love it so much. I forget what the game is called, but it's supposed to be really good. Yeah. No, I forgot the name of the developer. It's, it's a G something, but um, the reason I forgot is because it got passed over uh, from uh, studios, and that's why it's being remade. Got it. Got it. Well, I I hope that comes true for you. For you, you seem very eager that it comes true. That's my that's my Matt's birthday wish to you, Rick. You can't <laughs> tell me what my you birthday wishes are. I'll allow it. Well, <laughs> Steve, Steve allows it. Matt's like, it's my fucking birthday. Sweet. Yeah, I have, a, I have a few friends' birthdays today. I'll start making wishes right away. There you go. <laughs> Speaking of birthdays, Matt, birthday boy, what are you expecting from E3? What's your outlook? Okay, well, I have one item. I would like to see uh, Microsoft, and this is something that I think may happen. I'd like to see Microsoft announce Fable 4 which would be very cool. Um, the series was basically in limbo after they shut down Lionhead Studios like two years ago. And then there was going to be, I believe it was called Fable Legends, which was going to sort of be like a um, multiplayer experience where one person's a villain and the other three are like moving their way through a map and the villain can add in certain things as you're going through. But that never finished up. But... In January of this year, there was an announcement that uh, potentially they'd be returning to the Fable series and that the IP wasn't dead and that something might be coming on the horizon. And Eurogamer reported that uh, Playground, which is uh, one of Microsoft's UK developers that does the Forza series, uh, is using their staff to potentially work on the Fable, on the next Fable, which would be very cool um it'd actually be i'm a little worried i don't because like forza fable sort yeah. of not really in the same genre like really souped up horses well, I, remember that uh, i don't know if you mentioned that kind of dropped out for a second but remember that fable game where you were it was for the connect and you rode around on a wagon it's like it could be like that what i do not remember that at all wait for real oh yeah, yeah i've never game, even heard of that oh that game was great it was actually horrible it was a joke uh but um, <laughs> yeah it was like well, how, well, you said it uses the connect, so I was skeptical. It was yeah. it was comically bad. It was like horrible. Oh, but um, but yeah. that, that I like to I, I can't let a conversation about Fable go by without mentioning it. So yeah, that sounds hilarious. Um, and I think uh, I think they're leaning towards uh, that in that Eurogamer article, Eurogamer article. They they also mentioned that they would be leaning towards a more open world experience. Which Fable was like pseudo open world. There were different levels and. You couldn't really go off the beaten path or anything like that, but you could sort of explore how you wanted. Um, so it would be interesting to see. So I'm hoping that that is actually announced and that would build some excitement around Microsoft, which in, in sort of the gaming world, which I feel like Xbox is, yeah, they kind of need it. it. Um, and then my pipe dream would be that Bethesda would announce Elder Scrolls Six, but of course they're not going to do it and it's not going to happen and the game's never going to come out. You don't know, though. They have a huge E3 showcase. They could be announcing some really heavy shit. Maybe. I would love there to be an Elder Scrolls 6, like, Black Marsh, Argonian-focused. That'd be so dope. It would just be so cool. That'd be a really cool setting. Yeah. Yeah, I think... um... I think we're getting an Elder Scrolls Six announcement. I think no way. that pipe dream is something that comes to fruition. I know. I I think it's happening. There's no way. I think they're long Absolutely overdue not. for it. So I think they have to at least give us a little tease of something. Because what else do they have coming right now? Rage right. Two. Well, I mean, I th- Rage Two. Rage Two. As much as I want Elder Scrolls Six to happen, I think that 
I don't think it's going to because like well you have to think about that they're also balancing uh, that Skyrim all the a million ports of that with Elder Scrolls Online and it's uh I feel like if they announce Elder Scrolls Six nobody is going to give a crap about Elder Scrolls Online anymore and that's why they haven't even talked about it at all because they they're still they still churn out content like crazy for Elder Scrolls Online. I feel like they've been advertising for their massive showcase for like the, like longer than anyone else has. I don't know. I'm excited to see what they're going to be pulling out. Steve, do you want to go next? What are you What are you looking forward to? What are you excited about? I mean, I'm excited for just the whole presentation. Like, uh, Sony has been putting on great press conferences for years now. So, just their whole press conference, I'm I'm looking forward to. Um, notably, I'm looking forward to kind of two games, and they're very similar in scope because they're both dealing with zombies in their own right. Uh, we got Days Gone. I'm a little curious with Days Gone because it was kind of hyped up last year as going to be like this new big IP from one of their well-known studios, Sony Bend. And this year, they basically say, we're going to have, you know, a, a, a main four. We got The Last of Us 2, we got Death Stranding, Ghost of Tsushima, and Spider-Man. That's our big showcase for this year. And Days Gone is left off that after they've been delayed to spring of next year. And I'm wondering if it's just Sony doesn't feel confident with it. I have heard from people who have already played it that it is a good game. Like, there's there's good gameplay to it. There's a, a unique enough spin on the zombie genre which is that's the big thing that you're going to deal with is like zombie fatigue and the release date is kind of concerning because if it's going to be spring 2019 this will lead into the game i'm really excited about is the last of us 2 because i think we're getting that in like early summer late spring of next year since the last of us one released in june of uh i believe uh, 2013 and so I wouldn't be surprised if they kept the same kind of time frame. But if your day is gone, you don't want to be releasing anywhere near The Last of Us 2 because you're going to be going up against a game that's in a similar genre with a similar aspect, but it's already established. Everybody already knows Last of Us, and they know it's going to be good, whereas Days Gone is a new IP, so they really have to kind of make their mark. Um, I'm still looking forward to it. I still think I will enjoy Days Gone. Um, I do like how they're kind of making like the motorcycle part of the game. It reminds me of Mad Max because the car was a huge part of that game. But The Last of Us 2 is what I'm really looking forward to. Um, after the trailer from Paris Games Week, it was super intense. It introduced you to new characters, and then it the, all the conspiracy theories started flying where they think that woman, in the, 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 the main woman in the trailer, is Ellie's mother. And they think that she's pregnant with Ellie at the time. I do think we're going to get a much more in-depth trailer, but I think it's going to be Joel and Ellie focused. And I don't think we're going to see anything more on those new characters because I don't think they want to let anything more out of the bag on them until people actually play the game. But I do, I do think we'll get some gameplay. We'll get a full like gameplay demo of it. And I really, really hope they give us a release date. My hope is like June of next year because I think that'd be a nice slot because sometimes those early summer months, there's kind of a lull. You know what? Give it to me now. Maybe they'll just be like, hey, it's available on the PlayStation Store today and we just go and download it and it's fantastic and the servers crash and the ps store goes down <laughs> it's hacked. It's horrible. <laughs> yeah but yeah those are my two the two i'm really looking forward to seeing more of mostly uh days gone because i, I want to see if they can kind of make their mark in the uh in the genre uh, mostly because some of these new games they don't have a, a good chance when they're doing it a story that's been beaten to death literally because it's fucking zombies beaten to undeath <laughs> uh, hey. no, I, I agree I'm, I'm a little intrigued by days gone and only in the sense that there seems to be so much behind it but i am i just can't get excited for it so i'm mostly just confused i guess the swarm of zombies looks really interesting like how it's like 
you shouldn't try to fight them. You should really just try to run away from them. Right. I think that's a cool little aspect. It could be more like strategy rather than trying to face face them head on. From what I've read, it's a lot more stealth based. Like you you need to be stealth, otherwise you're going to get mauled by a pack of right. zombies. So I'm so down for that. That's kind of cool. I like that. Yeah. But onto my uh, my pipe dream. Can we just get a Twin Snakes remake on Nintendo Switch? <laughs> oh, like, is that please. too much to ask? Like, that's yes. all I want. Because I didn't have a GameCube, so I, the only Metal Gear Solid 1 that I've played is the one on PlayStation 1. And I want to play it in better graphics. Is that is that is that greedy of me? I don't think so. I just want is not greedy a, twin, a Twin Snakes remake on the Switch. I know there's literally nothing out there that would make me even think this is coming. That's what pipe dreams are for. So, Rick, uh, context here. Steve and I both love Metal Gear, and we talk about it all the time. I also love Dark Souls, as you know, and I talk about it all the time, and Matt fucking hates the fact that we talk about it so much. No, I think I remember this, actually. You talked about Metal Gear when we were at PAX. Wow. Doesn't surprise us at all. On the topic of Dark Souls, actually, I was thinking about this. I wonder if Bandai Namco is going to keep finding ways to squeeze more out of that franchise, even though From Software is kind of done with it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah and i mean they're gonna release solar amiibos so like they're obviously looking down other avenues yeah you know um, which i'm totally gonna buy even though i've never bought an amiibo in my life no i think i think the from what i'm hearing the uh the switch port uh not the switch port but the h2 remaster coming out is a bit um uh, it's got people on both sides of the fence but they either love it or they hate it uh because apparently there's a lot of issues with the textures how they're kind of dumbed down so that it runs really well and stuff like blight town yeah they fixed blight town i'll take that shit all day but i mean yeah it's more dark souls it's between the lighting and the shading the depth of color like i'll take it whatever you can chain backstab still like cry me fucking river you know like whatever i mean like it's more dark souls and if i can take it and play it in a plane on a train or in the rain I will. I'll take it. And a boat, even with a goat, <laughs> with a fox in my socks. I, any like, I don't know. I, I'm okay with what I've heard. If it's not, if it doesn't break the experience. I mean, if I can't chain backstab, then I quit. <laughs> <laughs> chain backstabbing is a bad thing, Matt. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> and I think, and I think even uh, the, with the way that they're porting it, that the switch might even be the optimal port because, like, like I said, they're dumbing down some of the graphics so it runs well, but on the tiny switch screen, you can probably hardly tell. So I'll just play it on that instead. That's true. That's and true. then you can activate your amiibos, and, I mean, that's fun. There's nothing stopping you at that. You're cooking with gas. Well, on the topic of things that I love and Matt hates, I'm going to go next. Um, something that I'm expecting from E3 is a little bit more uh, about Death Stranding. Um, like, I mean, it was what last E3 that Kojima came out and talked about Death Stranding. Um, so yeah, it's been a really long time since we've heard actual things about Death Stranding. Um, like aside from the last, like what, two trailers or or whatever that they released. Um, also worth noting, like it has been known that there is a playable alpha of the game since 2017. So there's some parts of the game that have already been being, been being played for months now, close to a year. So um it's only it only makes sense that we're going to hear more from kojima it's going to be on the decima engine like i love the fact that they partnered up with gorilla for it and i think it's gonna like it's it's probably just gonna be like a really trippy third person experience um and like kojima has said all this wild shit about how it's gonna change the way we play online games and it's gonna change the way we interact with other players in gaming so 
I don't know. It, it it's only the timing is like too perfect that they that they're gonna pull something out of the bag now. Do you think we get a release window? At least a window. I'm not even saying a date. I think we're gonna get a window. I really do. I think they're gonna say early 2019 or fucking late 2055. I don't know, but like I'm gonna anticipate that they're gonna give us some kind of like expectation. So I don't know. We'll see. Um, something else that I'm uh, anticipating we're gonna see, hopefully, is whatever the fuck Shadows Die Twice is. Um, from from I think it's Bloodborne too. Yeah, I, see, when it first happened, I was really convinced that it was Bloodborne too, and then I went down like the rabbit hole of research and conspiracy theories, and like, oh, what can you see in the in the background of that trailer, even though it's blurry and no one can tell what it is. Um, and then I convinced <laughs> myself that it was a Tenchu reboot, which I think would be really awesome. And I, I think I'm still, I think I'm still convinced that it is, and that's what I'm sort of hoping for. But I also wouldn't be surprised if it was some kind of Bloodborne thing. I think you got to get something about Bloodborne 2 at this point. But the themes and the setting, like, it's it's obviously set in Japan, like, old-ass Japan. Like, I don't know. There's no reference to Shadows in the first one. If it was a Bloodborne follow-up, then it would be, like, a spiritual successor. Like, I don't think it would be Bloodborne 2, Shadows Die Twice. It would have to be something that's, like, more out there. When was the last Tenchu game? That's a really good question. Not for a fucking while. I want to say, like, early 2000s. Yeah, it must have been, like, for, like, the PS2 or something. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm I'm convinced that it's still going to be a Tenchu reboot. I'd be really excited about that because I played a lot of that growing up. But we'll see. I'll, I'll be fine with almost anything, <laughs> you know? And then for my pipe dream... I think I just want the Bloodborne Hunter in Smash. What? That's, that's what I I want the Bloodborne Hunter to be a playable character in Smash. And I do, wow. and I don't think that I don't think it's that that far fetched. I it's think not. Like in it's the, definitely not in the pecking order of pipe dreams. It's like on the realistic side. My, well, yeah. If they if they put Solid Look Snake in a Smash game, why wouldn't exactly. they put him? I hope they yeah. put Nicolas Cage in Smash Bros. Honestly, <laughs> oh my, that'd be God. amazing. Yeah. Which 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 Nicolas Cage do you want in there? Do you oh, want National Ghost Treasure, Rider, Nicolas Cage, National Treasure, National for sure. Treasure, or what was it like the Family Man? That was a good one. I think we should include. I think. Nicholas Cage should be in it, and then one of the weapons that you can pick up is just a rolled-up copy of the Constitution. <laughs> oh, my God. There we go. No, it should be the Wicker Man, Nicholas Cage. <laughs> yeah. He just unleashes bees on you. Or what if, I have an idea, what if Nicholas Cage is the completely worthless character, but it's the one from Face Off, so he can switch with any character that is in the game, and you be- and they become Nicholas Cage. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's amazing. That's, That's so really good. We should pitch this to Nintendo. They're just like, who's Nicolas Cage? <laughs> somebody call somebody call Bob Nintendo. <laughs> Get name? him on the line. Yeah. Hi, this is Bob. Hello, this is Mr. Nintendo. Um, <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I don't know. E3 is very close, and I think we're going to get maybe some of these announcements. We will see. But either way, I'm really excited, and uh, I will probably be watching at work. This is a little, a little toss-up to you guys. Do you think we get a new Splinter Cell announcement? Ooh. I think we do. I think almost definitely we do. I think it's a long time coming. And it I think is a long the, time uh, coming. The little tease of Sam Fisher in Wildlands, I think that was them basically saying, hey, we hear you. Yeah. Also, Splinter Cell was part of the the Walmart Canada leaks. Um, yeah, and I'm which, pretty sure they're oh, all right. correct. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I think so, I too. too. I think that, well, that, that Walmart leak, I talked about this on Twitter, kind of bummed me out because, like, ever since then, everybody was just like, well, cast out of the bag. Might as well just start announcing our shit. Yep. 
Yeah, exactly. that's true. It kind of takes a lot of the fun of E3 away. And it's frustrating. Gary Witta talked about this on the Kind of Funny Games podcast where he was like, I don't want to know what's going to happen at E3 because he was like, I love those moments where it, your jaw hits the floor because they pulled a Nintendo and they and they teased the next Smash or whatever. Um, and he references like when Terminator 2 first came out and he saw that teaser um, at a movie theater. And so like, I want that moment. And they've already come out and said... We're going to focus on these games. And they threw out Death Stranding. And like, I was like, fuck, man. Like, am I excited that I'm going to get something about Death Stranding? Sure. Am I excited about the fact that I already know it's coming? Absolutely not. Um, I also want to give a shout out to uh, Wout, the hashtagonist, because he tweeted something really funny about Kojima at E3. He goes, Sony E3 2018. Please welcome back to the stage Hideo Kojima. Crowd goes wild. Sony. Kojima-san, we just watched nine minutes of undecipherable nonsense. What else can you tell us about Death Stranding? Kojima, chuckles in Japanese. Sony, what a genius! Crowd goes wild again. <laughs> chuckles in Japanese. <laughs> so good. I would totally go wild for that. Yeah. Kojima did it again! He's such a genius! I love it. I love it. Um, so yeah, hopefully we get some really exciting things happening at E3. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, we will definitely be covering it and we'll be live tweeting it as well. So check us out at Ombra underscore gaming on Twitter to keep up with all the E3 announcements and developments because we're bringing them to you. So let's keep the show going. It's time for the segment where we update you on the gaming news that broke since last we spoke. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Patch Notes. So this is Patch Notes 5.23.18. Matt, why don't you kick it off? So this is uh, this news came out a few days ago, um, but it's interesting because uh, now I'm going to say it wrong. You, Ubisoft. <laughs> Ubisoft. There you go. Just now ubiquitous I'm thinking software. Ubisoft. It's not that. It's not ubiquitous software. Uh, so Ubisoft had been and is still making a pirate-themed game called Skull and Bones, which basically seems like their version of Sea of Thieves, and they've just delayed it to uh, sometime between April of 2019 and March of 2020. Oh, oh okay. Small window. No, I think I remember that game getting announced last E3, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was last year. I don't know what the reasoning is, but it, but it seems like it would be, well, Sea of Thieves, I'd say, is like, I'd say moderately successful. They're putting out a lot, uh, you know, the game didn't launch with that much content, but the, the experience that they made around multiplayer was like, unique and a ton of fun they're doing three dlc or quote-unquote expansions that are all free so that's free content updates for everyone that already has the game so i'm wondering if like this move is partly because they're learning things about feedback that sea of thieves has gotten um, and incorporating that into their own game or if they just want to separate themselves by distance between them and Sea of Thieves, and they're hoping, well, maybe Sea of Thieves will peter out a little bit and we'll be able to be like, no, this is the pirate game that you should all be playing. So interesting developments. It does look a little bit more like realistic, quote unquote, less cartoony uh, than Sea of Thieves. Which makes sense. I mean, right. like it, it does make sense. for that kind um, of shit. I do, I do like Sea of Thieves style, though. I think that's part of its charm. So we'll see. I don't know. Maybe we'll get some gameplay or stuff out of e3 or at least get to see another trailer or something like that i would i would be really into that i love as we touched on i love ubisoft and their dedication to being i don't want to say like historically accurate because i'm sure there's holes in some of their games but if you look at for honor there was this documentary that came out it's like exclusively in french um it's called i think it's called playing hard 
uh, and it's essentially about the making of For Honor and some of the fallout that actually came from that and some, like, I guess, broken relationships. But anyway, they, they did a crazy amount of historical research and, like, combat training research, like, all this shit. And I think it doesn't surprise me at all that they would want to try something like Pirates. I think it's going to be really good whenever it does come out. Um, well, I'll go next because I have some Sea of Thieves news. So a recent trailer was dropped by Rare uh, about their first expansion, um, which is called The Hungering Deep. So some of the things that are going to be coming out of The Hungering Deep. Well, let me just actually read a little bit from the Polygon article, and this is from Cass Marshall over at Polygon. With less than a week to go until the expansion hits, the developers have revealed some information. Executive producer Joe Neat returned to the most uh, recent developers update to share quality of life updates, information on delayed features, and confirmation that there will be a pioneer program to test new features before they hit live. So there's going to be a new campaign, and this article says, we now know that The Hungering Deep has a story campaign with its first real, quote, character of the game centered around a quest to uncover the secrets of The Hungering Deep. Mary Merrick appeared in the teaser trailer, and he'll be the game's first campaign character. So some other things that are coming with the update, exclusive cosmetics, um, you can get all sorts of goodies. You can get tattoos and scars, um, and you can expand your vanity chest, which is pretty cool. You can get new items like a drum. A drum? I'm fucking there. Yeah, especially if you can like link up with the uh, hurdy gurdy. Of course you can. And play some more tunes. Um, I'll hurdy your gurdy. <laughs> Matt is losing gas right now when he just starts peppering in shitty jokes. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, hurdy gurdy. That that's probably funny to somebody. Oh, it's right? funny just by itself. <laughs> Someone's gonna laugh at that. And so about the new items, it says pirates now have access to a third instrument, the drum, and a speaking trumpet, which allows them to project their voice to other crews across the waves. Which I actually am really that's into. Excellent. Um, you can get different flags for your ship, and then you can also just keep. Um, there's a bunch of persistent content that will be the same. Um, also, some weekly events will be coming to the Hungering Deep, which is pretty cool. There's no real information on what these um, weekly events kind of look like, but exciting nonetheless. I loved Sea of Thieves for the week and a half that we played it. I'm excited for new content that will definitely get me back into it. So yeah, it'll be a good time. So that's my patch note. Steve, why don't you bring in the rear? What do you got for news? So we have a couple of articles here. They tie together. It's all about Sony and the PS4 and potentially the PS5. This all comes from GameSpot.com. The first one is by Eddie McCooch. Again, I don't really oh, yeah. know if I I'm saying Eddie his McCooch. last name right. Is Eddie it McCooch? McCooch. How is it spelled? M-A-K-U-C-H. I bet it's... Uh, wait, say it. M-A-K? Mackich. Yeah, I was going to say, I'd say Mackich. Right, uh, I love McCooch. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I want an 80s movie to be about a guy named McCooch. So both of these articles are from GameSpot.com. The first is by Eddie McCutch. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get McCooch out of my head. <laughs> it's Mackich. All right. The first is by Eddie Mackich. It is titled PS4 Entering End of Its Life Cycle, Sony says. So this all came from Sony's corporate strategy meeting a couple days ago where PlayStation boss John Cadera said, this is all from the article, the PlayStation 4 is entering the end of its life cycle. While this could have a negative impact on Sony's gaming division overall, it probably won't because revenue from subscription services such as PlayStation Plus may help offset any decline in hardware sales. The system is expected to continue to sell well as new exclusive games for it like The Last of Us Part Two and Spider-Man and others come out. 
As some further important context, Kadera was talking to investors and analysts about the health and viability of the PS4 as a platform. Earlier this year, Sony said it expected to sell 16 million PS4s during the year compared to 19 million during the prior year. So Kadero is more than likely attempting to contextualize and explain the downturn in sales and what it all means. So basically, they're trying to say, listen, we don't expect to sell much more uh, because we're expecting to start looking towards the future. And then obviously with E3 right around the corner and the rumors that have been going around for months about PS5 getting dev kits sent out and you know more and more spec releases on what a, po- a possible PS5 could look like. This obviously begged the question, like, oh, does this mean we're going to get a PS5 announcement at E3? I have never thought we would get one at this E3. I think at the earliest we'd get one at PSX, but they usually wouldn't do something like that at PSX. So I do think next year at E3 we'd probably get a PS5 announcement. But this came out today, also on GameSpot, by Patrick Fowler, and it's titled... PS5 still three years away, says PlayStation boss. So, <laughs> yeah, that sounds realistic to me. I can't imagine a PS5 being renounced like anytime soon. Exactly, because we uh, we had talked about this a f- like uh, what was it a couple months ago on one of the podcast episodes where you know what could we expect to see or something like that for the coming year, and a lot of people were talking about a, a Sony a PS5 announcement happening this year, and I was saying you know when we recorded that podcast that I think the announcement will happen next year and we'll get it in 2020. And I still think that's kind of where we'd be. I think them saying three years is, it's not completely accurate. I think that they're probably saying that to try to distract people, but I wouldn't be surprised if we see PS5 in 2020. But they basically were trying to say that, listen, we're going to take the next three years to kind of figure out what we can do on that next step and try to keep improving. So we know we're going to keep getting PS4 games. That's not anywhere near the end of its game life cycle because as we all saw PS3's strength was probably at the very end of its life cycle. But I think it's cool to see that they are focusing on like, all right, what's next? What can we start to do now to try to get ready for that next step? Because I do think Microsoft will probably announce a newer system before Sony does. I think so too. Yeah, I think, so I think too. Microsoft needs to. And this is something we were just talking about with Matt. Definitely. Like they need that. <laughs> They need something to like wow people. And I, I'm positive they want to be the first to market before Sony does. But at the same time, like Sony realizes, like they're obviously alluding to, they realize that they they're they can't sell like this forever, right? But at the same time, like we're only now starting to see developers and studios like actually capitalize on the maximum potential of the PS4. Then you get things like God of War, or Spider-Man, Red Dead Redemption 2, Ghost of Tsushima, all that shit come out in the same year. Um, well, maybe not Ghost of Tsushima this year, but like we're only starting to see the PS5 really get into its own wheelhouse at this point. PS4. What did I just say? Five? The PS4 <laughs> get into its own wheelhouse at this point. But at the same time, like sales are going to drop, right? I also, I also am wondering like where like reselling factors in. Like I'm sure a lot of people have, like you did this, Steve. You sold your old PS4 because you had a launch console and you got the ps4 pro it was loud as fuck. yeah you know and like <laughs> that was now like that jet engine yeah, now taking that off lawnmowers <laughs> in somebody else's house so like does that count as a sale like it's a ps4 player it's somebody who's paying for probably ps plus or psn oh, yeah. and so like obviously it doesn't it's like game right it doesn't count know? as a sale like those, but it's yeah. like more playstation players in the ecosystem i do i do think we'll see a price drop on the ps4 and ps4 pro maybe not the ps4 slim so much but i think we'll probably see like a hundred dollar price drop on ps4 pro actually when i bought god of war i bought it on launch day at best buy and i was in the ps4 aisle and this guy comes up to me 
<laughs> and he has the PS4 bundle of God of War, so this huge box in one hand. And in the other hand, he has like that like three foot statue of Kratos that's like two hundred and twenty dollars. <laughs> and in his hand, as he's hold as he's holding the Kratos statue, he takes his cell phone and he opens up Facebook and he like finds some fucking video and he turns it to me and he's like, Check this out. This is the PlayStation Five. And I was like, What the fuck? So I look at this video and it's like a very obviously like fan made, super fake ass trailer of like <laughs> it's like PS five and it has like a removable hard drive. And I'm like, That's that's a fucking computer. Computers have done that forever at this point. Yeah, like, right? And it was like it was like the ugliest. It was round, like it had a bunch of weird curves. Like it was just the ugliest thing. No, just... fan, fan mock-ups of new consoles are, are like yeah, or unannounced consoles are probably like my favorite thing in the industry. They're so the ridiculous funny, shit people come up. They're with. so fun, and and then like it was just so obviously not real, and I didn't want to like break his heart, so I was just like. Wow. Looking forward to God of War, though, right? One of my favorite ones was before PS3 came out, if you Googled, like, PS3, what it looks like, there was one image where it was just a PS1 and a PS2 duct taped together. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, well, that was Patch Notes, where we update you on the gaming news that broke since last we spoke. If we missed any news in the last week, let us know. You can call us, email us, tweet at us. That's such an outrageous statement. Like, if there's any news we missed during last... Obviously, we missed so much news, we'd probably have three stories. I want people stories. to call in, you know? <laughs> Man. Um, so before we close it out, we like to highlight a member of the community who is just having a good time with us and supporting us and hanging out with us. This week's community shout-out goes to Evil Tim... He's in our Discord, and he hangs out with us, and he plays games with us. He's also on Twitch. You can find him at twitch.tv slash evilTimothy, where he streams all sorts of fun games. He streamed uh, Heroes of the Storm. He streamed some Overwatch. Uh, so go check him out. He's great. He's a funny dude. He's a funny guy. He also posts really hilarious memes on our Discord. So Well, from one Manny fan to another, hello, Tim. Nice to meet you by proxy. Uh, I hope you see this. <laughs> so, yeah. Shout out to you, dude. Thanks for hanging out with us and being rad. We love you. Keep being loved by us. <laughs> so with that, I hope you enjoyed episode 30 of the Ombra Gaming Podcast. Rick, thank you for being with us, man. This was fun. It's good to see you again since uh, since PAX. Yeah, of course, man. Thank you for having me. I had a blast. Awesome. And uh, plug yourself one more time. Where can people find you? Where can they see all your hilarious shit? They can find me at Delicious Rick on Twitter, spelled exactly how it sounds. No fancy underscores or anything. I got the, just the regular Delicious Rick tag. That's pretty much that's pretty much where I where I operate out of. And occasionally I post videos, but you'll have to wait and see those. Very cool. Well, again, dude, thank you so much for being here. It was awesome to see you again. I look forward to seeing you in Lordran when Dark Souls drops for for the Nintendo Switch. Oh, absolutely. I'll see you at the bonfire, my friend. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. And again, if you like what you're hearing, Find us on whatever platform you listen to podcasts on, whether that's Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, uh, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, all of those platforms. We're all over the place, so find us there. Throw us a rating and let us know how we are doing. And if you want to call in and share your thoughts, you can reach us at 347-509-5620. We would love to hear from you. As always, wherever you are, wherever you're listening from, we appreciate you, and we'll talk to you very soon. Yeah, yeah, it sounds good to me. I just ate a bowl of ice cream, so sorry if I seem a little out of it. That's okay. That, that <laughs> Does makes ice a good cream podcasting. normally make you out of it? <laughs>
it's, it's yeah, it's, man. It's so much, so much sugar. I get sugar, all tired and junk. Uh, and then, and then the crash. Yeah. Well, let's try yeah, to exactly. let's try to capitalize on the spike while we can. 